What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Forgotten Jesus Podcast. My name's Andrew Bolton. We have Robbie Gowdy and Candy Gowdy. As always... We're still here. You're still here. I'm so glad you guys I are here two on my podcast. You just interviewed. You said it. <laughs> and we're here today joined by... Listen, I just got to say, yesterday again, I had a lady come up to me. Okay. And she, again, I consistently hear this, said, hey, I'm loving the podcast. It is so impactful. Oh. I, I feel like... Um, I'm comforted that you don't know anything either. Wow. But that's what they keep wow. saying. I'm like, but you do know stuff. <laughs> you know, Andrew. I'm stuff. learning now. I'm You're learning. learning now. You do I'm know. learning now. Yeah. But, well, you know, what? you bring the uh, everyday disciple aspect to the podcast. I that's see what, what you, you bring. There. I, I see like what you bring. Yeah. Like yeah. So we used to have another good. podcast. We still have it. Actually. <laughs> always still it. Always still the, the everyday life podcast that Robbie thinks I killed. Okay. Anyways, no, moving on. Okay. No. So, pastor, it was a great idea. It's still a good idea. It is. And we have new seasons coming. So, all right, pastor. Oh look! I can promote my other podcast. I don't think we, on no, we have a season. We have a season on parenting coming. Ooh, Ooh. I like it's going to be really good. Okay, good. Okay, moving on, Pastor. Moving on. What are we talking about today on uh, this podcast? On this podcast, <laughs> we're continuing our journey through Luke one. Now we dipped our toe right in Matthew. Okay, and then now we made a, a beeline for Luke one because we got we have to do it chronologically. Okay. And um, we talked about Throckmorton being a resource. There's other, Throckmorton's not the only one. That's just the one I've used and right. rocked up. But there is A.T. Roberts is one. There's a Harmony of the Gospels one you can follow along. But if we're following chronologically, this is where we go. Okay, yeah. Luke chapter one, the announcement of Zechariah. Candy, do you have a Bible? We're gonna read and continue on in the journey. You have a Bible? I hope you do. I hope you do. The pastor says on Sunday. Word. <laughs> I learned that from David Platt, and I try not to say it, but it's so ingrained in me. It's you know hard what I learned from David Platt? Like, when I get really serious about a point, to almost cry, yeah. but don't cry. <laughs> he, does, he, does do, he does do that, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, he, it sounds like he's crying, but he's not crying. Right. That's just his voice that yeah. turns okay. into that, yeah, yeah, which makes you want to cry. Oh, yeah, I'm not tearing up right emotional. now thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. Shout out David Platt. We love David Blatt. Okay, keep going. Candy, we're going to read um, verse 14. Okay. Uh, so let, just give us a running start. Uh, what has happened up to this point? You guys obviously remember because y'all were taking copious notes in the last two podcasts. That's right. Um, so Zechariah. Zechariah. We're talking about Zechariah. Yep. His name means what? Oh, don't tell me. Ooh. Um, we learned this last week. Uh, do tell me. The no, no, Lord... No. God remembers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all three of their names I didn't remember mean something. It makes a sentence. Yeah, makes a John phrase. is John means the Lord is gracious. Right. Jehovah's gracious. Zechariah means God the, remembers. God remembers, and then Elizabeth means what? God, God remembers the covenant, covenant or oath of God. Yes, the of covenant or oath of God. Mm. By the way, you know what the running joke is when because uh, running joke about the people running naked. Please no. Please no. Oh, we thought we put these to bed. The running <laughs> joke at home, and when we li we, I try to listen to the podcast with my boys on right. the way to school when I take them to school, just to talk about ideas and different things. And the, and the running joke is when Candy corrects me when I mess up, <laughs> which I didn't realize in the moment. I don't realize in the moment. Do I do oh, that a lot? Oh yeah, she always says, "Well, I don't know about this, or what about this?" And she, makes, God, that's why she's here. Well, no, which is I'm good. Make, which is good. Yeah, trying to understand or yeah, make she corrects think. me in a good way. Okay. Let's read. Uh, Zechariah is in the temple. He is barren with his wife for many years, probably probably 50, 
60 years, possibly, beyond the age of childbearing. And uh, remember, that was considered a curse by God. They were punished, but yet the Bible says they were blameless and knew how to offer the sacrifices. He's in the temple. He's, he's drawn the lot for the incense. He's burning the incense. He sees the angel Gabriel. Gabriel says, you're going to have a son. His name is going to be called John. And that's where we pick up. Verse 14. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back through verse 14 and I want to read slowly and I want you to see if you could figure out what are the six different things the angel predicts about John. He gives Zechariah, Gabriel gives Zechariah six insights, characteristics, qualities, practices of his son, John. Okay. Let's just take them one by one. Okay. What's the first one? Verse uh, 15. 15 or 14. Sorry, 15. Okay. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and will never drink wine or beer. Okay. What's the first one? He will be great. great. Great in the sight of the Lord. What does that mean, to be great in the sight of the Lord? That means to be righteous. Righteous, approved, Blameless. right? Blameless, yeah. Understand. Blameless doesn't mean perfect, remember? It yeah, means yeah. you know how to make, make the requirements right. and, and you participate in the festivals and things like that. Yeah. Okay, number two. Number two is he will what? Never drink wine or beer. Okay, who does that remind you of right away? Remember, we're looking old to uh, new to old. Mm-hmm. Who does that remind you of right away? Who will who didn't drink wine or beer, or who didn't drink? Who does that remind you of in the Old Testament? In the oh, it's somebody that mm-hmm. would have taken like a Nazarite vow or something. Right. Okay, Nazarite. A Nazarite vow. Mm-hmm. Okay, which comes from where? Do you know the the passage? Just pop quiz. Mm-hmm. Anybody know the passage? Give Nazarite us, vow. Give us some. Uh, I'll give you five choices. Uh, choices. Okay. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, or Deuteronomy. I'm going to say Deuteronomy because it's the weightiest. Ooh, you're learning. Of the tonight. Okay, that's your guess. Candy? Uh, don't know. It's not Deuteronomy. Oh, come on. It's not Deuteronomy. Okay, hold on a second. I didn't do my quiet time here. today. It's gonna be in like <laughs> it's gonna be in Leviticus. No, close. It's not even one numbers, of the numbers. Not even any of them. It's in yeah. numbers. Oh. Numbers chapter that was a six. Trick question. Yep. Numbers chapter. Yeah, that's an obscure one. Numbers six verses two uh, and three are, is the Nazarite vow, which has a couple factors. Okay, three factors of the Nazarite vow. Do you know what they are? Um, you can't cut your hair. Could not cut your hair. Mm-hmm. Couldn't touch dead animals. Couldn't touch anything dead. Look at okay. you. That's a good one. Okay. And then you couldn't drink. And you couldn't drink. Okay. Couldn't drink at all. So we're Nazarites today. Uh, what? Me and you. We don't drink. Yeah, but, we don't drink, but, yeah, that's, but that's one you part get of it. Pastor gets haircuts all the time. That's yeah, every, true. every two weeks. But the point that's is, true. no, but you, you now, now here's how it works with the Nazarite vow. Anyone could say at a time in their life, I'm going to abstain from drinking, and then you would be a part of the Nazarite vow. Anyone could say, I'm not going to cut my hair and be a part of the Nazarite vow. But only two people were from set birth. apart from birth mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Two okay. from birth in the Old Testament. Samson. Samson and, and which is what Judges chapter what, uh, six thirteen verse seven Samson. Just don't say that there. That was good though. Thanks. The, the other one was who? Samson. Hold on. And who was the other one with the Nazarite vow? Audience participation. 
Samuel, look at Roberto in the back. Robert Hutchison. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 21. Both of these men, including John the Baptist from birth, which meant you could tell the commitment to a Nazarite vow by one thing. It was an outward sign. Oh, the length of their hair. The length of their hair. So the original dreadlocks. Which is why I'm growing my mullet out. I see you got the mullet. I'm trying to work on it. You try to catch up with your son. That's right. Oh, He's got a cool man. mullet. Yeah. That's right. Are you really growing the mullet? Well, yeah. Look I at love it, the see? mullet. I love the mullet. It's my Nazarite vow. Business in the front, Nazarite vow in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. This. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. For those on YouTube, you're enjoying this That's mullet right. on the podcast <laughs> of audio. You're missing it. But okay. So the Nazarite vow from birth, which was a huge deal. Think about this. Why was not drinking wine going to be a, a big deal? Because every festival they drank right. what? Wine. Wine. And, and you got to understand, they're not drinking wine like we're getting drunk and partying yeah, yeah. at clubs today. They're drinking wine because the water was yeah. horrible back right. then, which is why Paul tells Timothy, drink a little wine for your stomach. So, so let me ask you this. If, okay. like, I know why I don't drink wine or beer today. Yeah. So why is that in the Nazarite vow? If it's actually what would safer they have, to drink than water. Yeah, what, are they, what would they have drank to like stay hydrated if the water was bad? I mean, they would drink water, obviously. They would. They, had, they must have had a way to like filter it. And they just boiled it, you think? Maybe, yeah. But maybe. that's beside the point. Like, What's the reason they couldn't drink those things? Uh, I, I think, mean, obviously, I think it still had control over people. Like it, scripture no. still talks oh, yeah, to yeah. how oh, easily yeah, it people, bites like a viper. Oh, easily, you know, no, because he, they wanted to remove any hint okay. of a of a tendency to that get could drunk lead, yeah. that could lead to you doing something inappropriate or doing something right. you regret. Nobody after getting drunk says, "Man, I'm so glad I got drunk." Man, oh, yeah. I'm so glad I got plastered this weekend. Right. Most people say, "Man, I wish I would have never gotten mm-hmm. drunk." Right. Nobody right. ever says, man, I got drunk. I feel great about it. Right. But a lot of people, I know me many times. So what, what he says, what God's doing is, and another thing too is, this is part of an identifiable marker in your life to set you apart right. from right. everyone else. Yeah. Long hair, uh, non-drinking, non-dead touching animal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing about Samson is, you remember, he uh, messes he up. He messes yeah. up and does them yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a picture of a man who made a commitment, all the potential mm-hmm. for God, and and splurges in what we would say are the minor things, right? Which leads to a major fall right. so in their life. Let me ask you this: okay. When Samson did he take that vow? Like, if you were going to take a Nazarite vow, you personally took that vow, or right. your parents told you you were going to? Because he was from birth. Yeah, no. Samson, Samuel, and John the Baptist didn't have a choice. Okay, so is that like they them being told. sprinkled at birth versus baptized after you make a decision for Jesus? Mm, that's a deep theological question that I've just preached on a while back. But yeah, uh, that would be like the difference between an arranged marriage and one you choose yourself. Yeah, yeah. But again, back in their culture, that's all they did was had arranged marriages. There was no choose. There was no, you know, e harmony or. Mm. It's just interesting to think from birth, like they didn't necessarily have a choice, but then they had to live by that. And it's just like, it's, it's, I'm curious, like just thinking through that, like as far as what if they didn't want that? Yeah, if they didn't want it. Well, Samson obviously surely didn't want it. I mean, he played played around with the power of God. But Mm -hmm. John the Baptist... John the Baptist takes it seriously. embraced it. Yeah, Yeah, because John the Baptist... And so let's continue on. John the Baptist has six of these spoken words over his life, okay? So his dad's going to hear these words. Number two is he would never drink wine or beer. Number three is what? 
He's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled or what? Controlled by the Holy Spirit while he was still, still in, in his, his mother's, mother's womb. womb. Nobody else can say that but Jesus. No. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, why is that an interesting line there? Filled or consumed by the Holy Spirit. Why is that different than what's happened up to this point in the Old Testament? Okay? And this is a larger question of what is the difference between what's the difference between the Old Testament saints who follow God and the New Testament New Covenant believers after Pentecost? What's right. the difference when it comes to the realm or the area yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Holy Spirit? I mean, now the Holy Spirit resides within us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, takes up residence right. and lives within right. us. Okay, what was the Old Testament, Candy? What happened? Why, why is that a contrast Well, the, to the Holy Old Spirit would come upon someone. Yes. So what do you ask me? Yes. Well, well that's it. I mean, oh. that's it. See, you <laughs> summed it up. No, you, they would come upon someone in, intermittently. Right. Um, they would come to on someone that yeah, to accomplish a person, a purpose. <laughs> okay. So, which is why David says, do not take your what? Holy Spirit from me. Because he would, because mm-hmm. that's what God would do. God yeah. would strengthen, empower, and he would place his power and presence, and then he would remove it. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about being a New Testament, New Covenant believer right. in Jesus Christ. After Jesus died, he sent his spirit to live within mm-hmm. us, those who profess faith in, in Christ, right? So that's the difference. But John starts the difference. John's the first man where it says, from birth, this man mm-hmm. to be filled, wow. controlled. Filled means controlled by wow. The Holy Spirit. I never thought about that before. Yeah, so that's what it means to be filled. That, that's what it means in Ephesians five eighteen when it says, "Do not be drunk with wine," which is interesting. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. But and that's why filled. he leaps. Remember, he leaps in his mother's womb when Mary comes in. Yeah, because well, Mary's got Jesus in yeah. her, and then he's in there, and, and they're like, there, Yeah, and I'm going to tell you an interesting <laughs> insight about that. I'm going to show you how. Cousin time. When does life begin? We're going to spend a little mm. time when we get there. Oh, it's going to be, be an interesting study because if life doesn't begin after some say, you know, 25 weeks or 26 weeks or 20 whatever, no, that's how nice. does John, at six months old, recognize Jesus as just a couple weeks old, a week or two? Mm-hmm. Something's there, folks, and right. it shows it. Anyway, I don't want to don't want to ruin in the pre so yeah the utero uh, state when he's in the utero state uh, he exists as a person, human being. Now we know the Bible says he existed before that, just like we all did before right. the foundation of the world. But anyway, we're going to move on. Okay. I digress. <laughs> Number four. So he's filled with the Holy Spirit while in his mother's womb. Okay. Number four. Um, and just a side note, though, you talk about you know. Stomach pains. I mean, you can't imagine those kicks filled with the spirit for poor <laughs> Elizabeth. Golly, those supernatural. Do you think birth God pains, spared you know? them from any birth pains and stuff, or do you think they went through it like everybody else? Mary and uh, and uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, I. I think they think went through. They went it. Yeah, through it. they went through it. They went through That's it. That's a sure. great question. But That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think any any woman's really. I mean, it's a, from that from the fall. Yeah, I think that's that's the general suffering. Okay, number four, 16. Okay, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Okay, where does that come from? What does that remind you of from the Old Testament? He will turn the children to the mothers and fathers. Who's that remind you of? Hmm. Give me me some guesses. Malachi chapter four. Go there real quick. Malachi chapter four, verses five through six. I wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have that, okay. It's gonna make sense when you see it. This is a prophecy 
Malachi what? Four? Chapter four, five, and six. This is, th- these are the last words of God in the Old Testament uh Canon. Now, the Jewish, remember, the Jewish Bible, the Hebrew Bible, doesn't end with Malachi. Uh, it ends with Second Chronicles. But this is the last book written mm-hmm. uh, historically, chronologically, before John the Baptist, before the New Testament, basically, before John's born. Okay, this, these are the last words of Malachi chapter 4, 5, and 6. Read this. Look, I am going to send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes, and okay. he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Okay, that's it. Uh, okay. There was one line left. Okay, read the, read the last line. She, uh, Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Ooh, that's a bad line. I wanted to leave that line out, but that's the truth. Okay, what he's saying is if you don't turn, there's going to be consequences. Okay, but let's leave that out for a moment. What does it say here? He will turn the hearts of children to their fathers and fathers to their children. What does that mean to turn a heart? Do you know what that means? Uh, repentance. Repentance. That's good. Okay, so they're going to turn. Now, it's... It's, it's, I think, a double meaning here. You have children to their father and father to their children. So you could read that literally to say, okay, a father will reconcile with his child if he's mm-hmm. estranged, like the prodigal son, or the son is the prodigal son, come back to the father. But it actually is also supernaturally, spiritually, because the children of Israel is always referred to as the what? As the, as the people of God. Right. Okay, the, the, the nation, I'm sorry, the nation of Israel is referred to as the children, children. of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And the Father is referred to as God. Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, what John the Baptist is, what he's saying is, Elijah will come, mm-hmm. okay, Elijah-like figure will come, and he's going to turn the people back to God as wow. God turns to them. Mm-hmm. And so there's this repentance, this restoration, this renewal. And what does he say? When that happens, the Messiah comes. Wow. So this was the marker. This was the identifying billboard that the Messiah would come. They waited for that, okay? Now keep going. We're going to get, the angel's going to say, in case you missed it, let me give you another, ex- you got a question. Well, I just thought of something that may be off topic. Okay. With the uh, Antichrist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have John the Baptist okay. paving the way for Jesus. Mm-hmm. People thought he was Jesus, but he turned the attention away from himself onto Jesus. Yeah. And just hit me. I know. I don't know why. I, I think maybe because we were talking about Revelation earlier. Okay. Antichrist. Mm-hmm. People are gonna flock to him, mm-hmm. but he's not gonna turn people to Jesus. He's gonna. He, he keeps it upon himself. himself. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know. Random thought just hit me. No, like that's it, good. Like yeah. Sneeze. Yeah. Said to come out. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, the Antichrist, who's in the form of Satan. Satan's always about the business of what? Deception. Always back to even the fallen Ezekiel. Yeah. What is Satan about? He's a, he's about taking. Glory. Glory from yeah. God and putting it on himself or mm-hmm. other people. That's all he's about, mm. which is, I mean, I go into a lot of denominations or even religions and false religions. Mormonism puts the glory on Joseph Smith. You know, Islam, it's, it's so he's, they're always about taking glory off of God and right. putting it on themselves or Satan. Okay. But Jesus, obviously, John is going to turn the hearts of the children to the father. Right. And when they try to make him God or Messiah, we right. say, no, 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 no. Man, I'm not even worthy to tie this man, yeah. tie this man's shoes. Right. That's just a whole cool insight we'll get to soon. But he's giving a Kesher to the Old Testament. But the point is, he's saying, no, it's about him. I must what? Decrease. decrease. So he may increase. He can increase. Okay, keep going. Uh, so that is, okay, so where does that come from? Uh, I'm sorry. Which part? Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Look at that real quick. Oh, I just went back to Luke. No, no, but go back to Malachi. <laughs> We're going to keep going back to Malachi okay. because... Um, 
Malachi 4 again. Malachi no, 3, verse three. 1. Okay. okay. I'll show you this real quick. Just in the, All in Malachi, these. Okay. I'm, re- I'm okay. there. If you want to know John the Baptist, you go to Malachi. Okay, keep going. Malachi 3, verse 1. Okay. See, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. Then the Lord you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant you delight in. See, he is coming, says the Lord of armies. Mm. Is coming is an interesting little word, by the way, because it always talks about is coming, uh, not will. It's an interesting phrase. It always says is coming. The Lord is coming. I'm studying Revelation. You mentioned it now. I'm preaching Revelation in January for the first time in 20 years of Let's preaching. Let's go. I'm yeah. excited about that. Well, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous about it. Well, I'm excited about it. I don't have to preach it. I'm so. very anxious about it because it's not going to be the typical... Western American contemporary left behind right. now or never eject in the sky type of predispensationalism. <laughs> so I'm thinking about the videos I've been seeing on oh uh, social media where people just lay their clothes out all over the place. Oh, and, and, then act like and, they're, oh, and they're like somebody will think that they have just been raptured. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that's funny. Yeah, um, but but the point is, it, 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 the, the, in Revelation, John is always hearing from the Lord. Look, the Lord is coming. Mm-hmm. In the, it's always in the present, present tense, which right, right. is an interesting fact. It's not the Lord will come or he yeah, has yeah. come, it, because the Lord is always coming. Right, right. In the kingdom, in the power. It's almost like you present. wrote a book about this called uh, Here and Now. I know. Say shameless plug for the mm-hmm. best book I thought I wrote. Yeah, yeah. That nobody's read. That nobody's you, that's ever what read. That's you say. No, that's I true. Read it. No, it's the least selling book I've ever written. But uh, I got a bunch of copies at home that are unsold. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, it's about the kingdom of heaven being yeah. here now. Okay, uh, so we see this again. He's coming. No, no, don't miss this. He's not coming as Elijah as they thought. Right. He's coming in the spirit of the Elijah, in the likeness of Elijah, in the form with the same passion of Elijah. Okay. Now keep going to turn the hearts. Uh, keep going to turn. Uh, what? Where are we? Back in Malachi. We're back, back in Luke. Oh, well, you didn't tell Sorry. me that. Well, we're going to go. It's like a ping pong match. So we're going to go from Luke Obviously. to Malachi. Okay. Go to so Luke. Luke 1. Malachi. Here we are. Back. We're okay. back in Luke. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts Wait, did I already read no, that? No, no, that's, that's, that's the point. Oh. He yeah. says almost the same thing again. Look at this. Okay. And he, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. Okay. To make ready for the Lord a, a prepared, prepared people. people. Okay. Go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 23. Another back to Malachi. Kind of ping pong it back. Oh, you've already got Look it. at Andrew. No, 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 no. I'm just, oh, I'm okay. keeping it at Luke okay. for you next time. Uh, you, okay. Here we go. So Malachi. Chapter three, verse 23. Okay, give me a second. going back and forth. Hang there. on, we're getting there. Okay. Okay. What, what verse? Matthew three, Malachi three, 23. There is no 23, honey. Okay. Ooh. Why do I have Matthew, Malachi three, 23? Do you, uh, do you know? Go to four, five, and six. That's what I'm supposed to be. But four, five, and six. We already read this. We already read that. That is the hearts of fathers to Malachi three. That's right next to second opinions and first hesitations. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> here's the point. That's the sixth promise. Okay. So right. he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers back again, yeah. and the disobedient to understand. And they're doing all this. He's doing all this. Why? Mm-hmm. He says right at the end to what? Well, I think the verses were seventeen and eighteen. By the way. Okay, seventeen and eighteen. Is that right? I can read it and read, tell me. Yeah, I've got a wrong reference in this Bible. It says, they will be mine, says the Lord of armies, my own possession on the day I am preparing. I will have compassion on them as a man has compassion on his son who serves him. 
So you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Is that right? Uh, no, but that's good though. That is good. <laughs> that's very though. That's it's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll have compassion and yeah, and, and, and restoration. Yeah, and... no, that's what I'm saying. All of Malachi basically mm -hmm. is talking about that. Yeah. By the way, another book I wrote that nobody's read. Do you know this? I uh, haven't read it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> just a fun fact, by the way. I actually wrote one commentary in my life. I got asked to write a commentary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't read this one either. <laughs> I haven't read it. I thought you ghost wrote If you're most listening of to this in the comments section, please. No. If somebody you has will. read. Did you say me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one thing. Robbie does not have a ghostwriter. No, I don't have a ghostwriter. He writes yeah. everything himself. I've written that. Yeah, people ask me that. Who writes your books for you? <laughs> That's crazy. I know. I never even under, like, I've That's never so heard odd. of that. That people We could do a write whole podcast, no, not to ruin your theological Christian role models in here, but. Okay, let's move on. Unfortunately, I would say. Somebody told me this statistic. I would say probably 75% of the big authors we read do not write their own books. That is it's really mind blowing. Book. I, 75 is probably strong. I say about 50 for sure. Uh, and most of the big ones will blow your mind. They don't actually write their books. And, 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 and I, uh, no, okay. Anyway, we're going to move on. Because <laughs> somebody asked me that one Give day. me a name. Who writes your book? I'm just kidding. Or just you name a name, and I'll no, say. I'm not okay, no, 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 no. You name a name. I'm not I, naming a name. David Platt does write his own books. Okay, okay. but I learned from David Platt. Right. He was mentored me. But anyway, the the, uh, the commentary I wrote. You ready for this? I wrote one commentary. It's actually part of the David Platt, Tony Marita, Danny Aiken, Christ-centered exposition commentary yeah. series. You know what commentary I wrote on? I do not. I do. Candy knows. She never read it though. Malachi. Malachi. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know Which that. I thought was a joke when they called me. They're like, hey, you want to write, let's you write a commentary. It's like, great. I love Second Timothy. Can I write? No. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm really into the gospels. Can I, no. Nope. You're going to write on Malachi. There you go. I said, Malachi, the worthless priesthood, the, the unacceptable sacrifices, the tithing path. You're going to get me right on Malachi? You're like, oh yeah, have fun with it. So uh, the point of Malachi is Everything is a downward spiral out of mm -hmm. control. The priests are not worshiping the way they should. That the sacrifices are lame and uh, dis uh, disfigured. They're not acceptable to God. Right. The, 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 the people are disconnected from God. The whole place is falling apart. And it's like, is God, where is God? And then all of a sudden God says, the last line that he's going to speak before he drops the proverbial mic in 400 years of silence is, but know this, there's coming a day Mm. When a man will come in the form and likeness of Elijah, mm. he, he's going to dress up, if you will, in a costume of Elijah. He's going to speak like Elijah. He's going to go to the same place as Elijah went, and he's going to prepare the way for the Lord. So next week, we're going to talk about what does it mean to prepare the way for the Lord and why is Zechariah made mute? Ooh, because, because a lot of people push back on this and they thought, well, Zechariah questions God, like how can this be? Right. And he's made mute. But Mary just moments later right. will ask the same question. Right. How can it be? I'm a virgin. The answer is we're going to answer why is Zechariah made mute and Mary not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I'm excited to finish up this conversation. Hey, Pastor, something people ask me often is, hey, how? where can I learn more where can I study more of this stuff? Shameless plug here. Let me uh, get it off the table here. There's a, You actually wrote a book. This is not just a random name. We came up with The yeah. Forgotten Jesus. Yes. You actually wrote a book called The Forgotten Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. The book before is a podcast. Uh, where can people pick up this book? It's a great resource yeah, to, you can, to study and read about this stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff we may get to eventually, may not, but right. it's The Forgotten Jesus book and you get it on Amazon or Amazon. anywhere books are sold. Okay, awesome. Well, hey, check that out. Don't forget, we have Discussion Guides. I almost got tripped up on my word. Yeah. Discussion Guides 
in the show notes. I love hearing that you guys are having conversations and meeting and discussing God's word. And how cool is that? And don't forget to connect with us on social media at The Forgotten Jesus. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode.